Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag BYU. And off Algier. Breaks into the open and he's going to walk it in or leap it in. BYU has the first points of this game and their first touchdown of 2021. They bring some pressure. BYU picked it up nicely. They gave Hall time to throw. Downfield and it's caught. In stride. Out of the timeouts, going to sprint right and deliver inside the five. Powell lunged for the pylon. He got there. Touchdown. BYU beats Arizona 24 to 16. Jaron Hall with a pair of touchdown passes to Neil Powell. A Rod sat at one of those uh, media availabilities for him and said, Powell's looked good. Didn't say he was absolutely the best receiver on the team. Want to keep that competition open, have everybody pushing each other and all that stuff. But was just talking about how awesome he was and was kind of implying it. And then Pau came up big there. And also I thought Tyler Algier, 94 yards running the ball. That was a pretty solid performance out of him, picking up where he left off last year as well. Yeah, Algier is solid. That's a very good phrase. That's a very good word, solid, because it's exactly what it was. It's funny you bring up Pau because – a-Rod, you know, when he got fired from Utah, he sat out the year, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think he might have been at like some, An if analyst. I remember, some unofficial advisor mm-hmm. or something to the program. And then he gets on as uh, one of the full-time coaches. And I can remember being down there in the old days when you used to be out on the practice field afterward and you can talk to the coaches. I can remember him specifically. It's funny you say that because it's specifically I remember him saying that the BYU talent offensively he hadn't been involved in the program obviously because when he was coordinating the offense for Utah he was worried about their defense so he didn't have much knowledge of the offense even though he's an offensive guy and then when he got there he started studying the offense obviously and he told me that Neil Pau had as much talent as any receiver he'd ever had at Utah. Now, I know BYU fans are going to scoff and say that's not saying much I get all that but the point was he singled him out three plus years ago on this kid's talent and then you bring that up and then obviously on Saturday night he looked really good so maybe it's taken a little bit but we're seeing this kid's talent come to pass and we should expect big things from him going forward eight catches for 126 yards two scores had the 67 yarder when he got behind everybody uh, as a receiver, that's that's just an awesome line. I don't know what more you want out of a receiver. Eight catches for 126 yards and two scores. Done and done. Now, BYU had a lot of receivers missing most or all of that game. A lot of guys we thought we would see production out of. And uh, combined, they made zero catches. Gunnar Romney went down early. Samson Nakua. Kai Nakua. Those three guys, zero Puka. catches. Puka, not Kai. Oh, sorry. Puka Nakua. Uh, zero catches for zero yards, and yet they still threw the ball pretty well. They're 19 to 29 for 207 yards as a team. Pau had the one pass he completed for nine yards. The rest of it was Hall. So they had the lead. They didn't need to throw it and pile up the yards. They got what they needed. And man, if you told me they were missing those three receivers, I'm not sure a month ago I would have thought they pulled this off, and yet here they sit now and they pulled it off. 
And I might add the fact that uh, the tight ends were not nearly as much of a factor yes. as I expect them to be going forward because you look at Holker and Rex. Those are two pretty good talents, right? Yeah. So they should be able to be utilized more. Uh, but you look at, uh, in talking with the BYU folks, that Arizona's defense was better than expected, did some things that they didn't expect. So, uh, and maybe Hall, in, in, in my mind wondering, does he have first game jitters in his, an extent? I mean, here's a kid who grew up in the county, talked to his dad last week, wanted to be BYU quarterback. You're getting, now you're getting this opportunity. And so maybe you're too hyped for the moment and all. I suspect we'll see a more settled down kid, although it's not like he played poorly by any stretch, zero turnovers. You'll take that. But not okay for the first game. Going to have to be better for sure. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. Delora gets the snap, and this time does give to Borgie, and Borgie gets around the edge. 40, 45, 50, still on his feet. Down the sideline he goes. 30, 20, will he catch him? No, Borgie gets the score. Holy smokes. Borgie has been kept under control all game, only had six yards rushing, but takes that one to the house for the first touchdown of the game. 15 seconds left. Utah State with the ball at the Washington State 7 for a chance to win this game. Bonner with Tyler next to him. Looks right, throws right, caught into the end zone. That is a Utah State touchdown, and the Aggies have taken the lead in Pullman. DT, are you with me? Utah State has taken the lead with 12 seconds left to go in the game. The Aggies needed everything to go right in the last seven minutes of that game. They needed a touchdown. They needed a quick punt or a turnover. They needed another touchdown. They didn't force a punt or a turnover in the second half. They didn't score a touchdown in the whole game. I don't know where that belief came from, PK, but they're converting fourth downs offensively. They're getting stops defensively. They did it all right in the final seven minutes. They got their two touchdowns, and they got their first road win ever over a Pac-12 school. That's a, that's a Cinderella story for a debut for head coach Blake Anderson right there. Yeah, I, I agree. The, the world of modern technology is beautiful. I'm sitting in the interview room in Allegiant Stadium, and I subscribed to satellite, so I got it on my phone, and I call it up on the satellite radio, and I get Scotty's call. And so I'm sitting there uh, in, the me- in the media room waiting for the BYU players and coach to come out, and people are asking me, what's going on, what's going on? And I got Scotty giving the play-by-play. <laughs> was listening to the game and, and so that very call that we just played I heard that live and so yeah what more can you expect man that was an outstanding win for his program for sure and it goes to what somebody told me from the BYU perspective man this transfer portal yep. really yep. can be a significant game changer Yes, which is uh, piling on game changer is good enough but then you set it up with uh, significant and that's what we saw Off-season predictions are going to mean less than ever. You look at how Arizona and Utah State finished last season and how much better they were in their first games. They both leaned heavily on the transfer portal. It was just night and day. It was was just night and day. And it was – there were a lot of good things from Utah State all along. It's not like they stunk it up for 53 minutes and stole the game in the last seven minutes. They had to be on point, A-plus football in those last seven minutes – but, man, that game was 3-3, 6-5. And until that touchdown call we heard from Scotty there, it was 8-6. I mean, they were just battling with Washington State. 
and just it was it was just a grinded out sort of game, and uh, and they were able to come back. We'll talk with Blake Anderson coming up at nine thirty. Found a quarterback, found a running back. Uh, Scotty had said Tompkins is going to be the go-to wide receiver. He ran an uh, an end around a reverse to set up the uh, TD, got him first and goal to set up a TD, and then he caught three passes on the game-winning drive. He came up big for them. Tompkins is absolutely the guy, and everybody will be trying to figure out how to take him away going forward. We'll talk with Blake Anderson coming up at 9.30. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Throw across the middle. is deflected and intercepted, and a whole lot of room in front of Leon O'Neal Jr. Aggie sideline. Touchdown on the dive by Leon O'Neal Jr. Man, this one's tough to swallow. Among the toughest to swallow. Hurts. An FCS team comes into Husky Stadium and sends Washington to 0-1 to begin the 2021 season. There may be some people surprised out there. There wasn't anybody surprised in our locker room because of the preparation that they put in this week. This would win it from 41 yards out. We await the snap. Hold is down. The kick is up. Ball game! Notre Dame wins! He nailed it! And they run off into the locker room to celebrate the win! Giving the tomahawk chop as they leave! What a moment for Jonathan Dorr! The last highlight there is Notre Dame in overtime beating Florida State. Eight of the top 25 teams got beat on week one of the college football season. Notre Dame was nearly the ninth but they slipped past Florida State in OT 41-38. Also in there, we heard Chip Kelly. No one surprised in our locker room because of the preparation. UCLA beating 16th-ranked LSU to move to 2-0. That was the bright spot for the Pac-12. The downside, you heard the highlight there, is Washington loses to Montana 13-7. The Pac-12 North goes 1-5. Oregon got the win by rallying at home in the fourth quarter to beat Fresno State. They were behind in fourth quarter and in real danger of losing that game. That was a horrific opening weekend for the Pac-12 North, and by extension for the Pac-12. The South went 5-1, and one, although they had three money games, so... Not that impressive. Out of money games, so... Yeah, right. <laughs> Here's the money and the W. Enjoy yourself. Well, yeah, I really think Klyovkov has got to go. This is embarrassing. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, new guy, it's your fault. You got the it's embarrassing part right. That part uh, cannot be debated. That was embarrassing. It really was, man. It just, uh, to me, no excuses for the South this year. They don't get a South representative in the Rose Bowl. Something's wrong. <laughs> I, you know, I looked at. I, I'm not that sold on Oregon, though. I don't. I'm not a big believer in Anthony Brown. So that that really didn't surprise me. Now I can act like I knew what I was talking about there, but at the same time, in the next breath, I picked Washington to win the uh, division, and uh, they looked awful offensively. Which I suppose I should have figured that out because I figured they'd be good defensively because they returned virtually everybody, and they were good defensively. Uh, offensively, the loss of those receivers, one of whom is Puka Nakua and the other Ty Jones, who, who is with Fresno now, I believe. And so you've got those two. They don't really have many explosive plays. They only had two plays beyond 15 yards. They got Otten is a really good tight end. I think he's an NFL tight end. He had one of them. And the other one, it didn't come until the last possession of the game. That is just putrid offensively. My goodness, that's bad. Stanford got played off the field by K-State. Now, I think they were kind of in a gray area. How good are they going to be? 
Coming off a four and eight season, that did in 2019, just setting aside 2020, but a four and eight season in 2019, that did not look good at all. That was another downer of a score. It was, but at least it's a P5. True story. And it wasn't, I mean, it's a neutral field, but Washington lost at home. <laughs> and wondering who the first coach would be who would lose his job. Randy Edsall at UConn announced he will retire at the end of the season. Huskies are 0-2, and they lost to Holy Cross, who's an FCS school. So they his first run there, it was great. They went to a Fiesta Bowl. He left. He comes back. It's not gone well. And he says, I'm out. Start your search. I'll wrap up this year. Good night, everybody. So there's coach number one. We'll see who follows. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. This has been a fluid process for me this whole time. And I'm weighing every pro and con out there, and it keeps me up at night. There's a lot of things uh, that go on inside my head, but it's just where we're at right now. I'm not going to act like I'm an expert on a vaccine or a virus or any of that. And so that's just where we're at. That's Carson Wentz right there, the Colts uh, quarterback, talking about uh, COVID and COVID protocols. And that's with no NFL games this weekend. When they shortened the season, they gave themselves this week to get everybody healthy and ready for the openers. Give the guys some time away. You may have seen a certain Jets quarterback showing up in Las Vegas. That, that made a little bit of a little bit of news on social media, a little bit of noise in the stadium. But the rest of the news is it's just COVID left, COVID right. Tom Brady says he got COVID after the Super Bowl boat parade. Dallas Cowboys six-time Pro Bowl guard Zach Martin tested positive for COVID-19 and will miss the season opener against the Bucks Thursday night. He is vaccinated. Jets starting wide receiver Jamison Crowder tested positive. So, And all of them are still living and are going to live. Good for them. And there is your NFL COVID update. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Down three. Tying run is at first. The pitch. Swing and a fly ball. it in the air to deep right field it's way back tucker looking up gonna go walk off home run for jake cronenworth and the padres beat the astros four to three on jake's homer in the bottom of the ninth inning padres get the win they're a half game in front of the reds now in the wild card race after cronenworth who was kind of a throw-in in the deal with tampa bay that was all about getting fam and cronenworth turned out to be an all-star but whatever it worked and uh, Frank Schwindel, seventh inning grand slam by the Red Hot Cubs. And the Cubs beat the Pirates 11-8. <laughs> Need a cigarette after that? Holy cow, that was... You want to play that again, Yacht? No, don't. No, no it's don't the Cubs that. and the Pirates. They're two crappy teams. <laughs> I know. We'll go Giants-Dodgers or something. <laughs> so give you some level of importance. The Giants take two out of three from the Dodgers. They, they split the first two. The Giants got out in front. 6-1 last night, and hold on to win 6-4. So they come out of the last series of the year with a one-game lead, the 19 matchups. The Giants take 10. The Dodgers take 9. Okay, we won't see a Giant-Dodger playoff series. Who's ready for that? Me. Everybody should have their hands in the air right now. That would be good. That would be awesome. Unless one of them loses a wild-card game to the Padres, in which case I'd be okay with it. Bees beat the Sacramento Rivercats 6-3. Two teams to square off. Labor Day matinee today at 2 o'clock. 
Coverage begins at 1.45 on The Zone. You'll hear Steve Klauke on 12.80 a.m. And our regular programming on 97.5 FM, The Big Show, at 2 o'clock. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. It's a weird game, PK. Sometimes you play well for 80 minutes, you tune out for a few minutes, and you end up losing or turning a win in three points into one point. RSL played about as poorly as uh, they can for 40 minutes, then got a goal, got to halftime at 1-1, and then played great the rest of the way and beat Dallas 3-2. Got off the deck. They're headed down to LAFC next week. A game that didn't feel like they were going to go up 3-1, but yet they did. So, a W for RSL. To get back to 500 on the year, eight wins, eight losses, and six ties. Well, anytime you have a coach who went to Thunderbird High, you know that this ball club is going to be feisty. And Pablo was feisty. And he can turn a line, too. You got good English professors or English teachers at uh, Thunderbird High, not professors. Your ghosts follow you. He says stuff during a post-game interview. You're like, oh, that's good. That is good. Well, You'd be a writer. Had, I can tell you they had just one of the world's best writers who subbed at Thunderbird High for a time. Oh, that a kid. <laughs> that would be me. I knew. I went back to my own school and worked as a substitute teacher. How about that? That a kid right there. we got to get this guy on, especially now that they're coming off a win. He's more able to joke. Yes, you're right. Uh, the U.S. men's national team won one at home with Canada. Ugh. Are they going to not qualify for the World Cup again? Two games down. Four, uh, they got to play 14, so they got 12 to go, but this is not a good start. All right, what is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801 295 1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Blake Anderson coming up at 9 30. We get time to talk college football. Your reaction? To the Cougars' season opening win, the Aggies' stunning fourth-quarter rally and the win at Washington State. We'll get to all that next. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.